Okay, I'm going to invite um, Samuel up to do our Bible reading for today. Um, so it's actually two readings, one that I'm going to be preaching on, and then one that uh, uh, Samuel Senior is going to be preaching on. So Sam, do you want to come up um, and share the word for us? Luke chapter 14, verses 13 to 14. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Another reading from Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 to 29. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then... I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on on the rock. The rain comes down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, The crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as the teachers of the law. This is the word of the Lord. So I have five minutes. (laughs) To someone, okay, I've got a timer there. Okay, cool. Um, Five minutes to talk to you about the final of our five capitals. We've looked at four capitals so far and today is the last one, but today is number five. But first I want to say welcome to the Billabong Oikos. Um, A quick recap for those of you who are new or forgotten, Oikos means family. And whether you you like it or not, we're a family here. We've got the goody uh, goody two-shoes kids who everyone's jealous of. We've got the overprotective mums. We've got the older jaded uncles who just want to get things back to the way they used to be. And of course, the new boyfriends and girlfriends who are nervously figuring out how crazy this family can be. But our oikos is about learning together. It's about helping each other. It's about growing in relationship with each other and especially about growing in relationship with God. Um, Today I'm going to talk to you about the most and the least important part of our oikos. And I'll start by posing you all a question. Does money bring happiness? Now money is the most mentioned subject in the Bible. Why? It's because the world hasn't changed. You see, humans throughout the centuries have had very similar views and very similar values. 
Whether or not it's iPhones, luxury cars, or the latest in Babylonian silks, wealth has always been important to us. We've valued money quite highly. So much so that when we look at the world as a whole and align the five capitals that we've been exploring, we'll generally see that this is the order in which the world orders them. Number one, financial. Number two, intellectual. Number two, physical. Number two, relational. And number five, spiritual. Intellectual, physical, and relational, they're interchangeable. It depends where you are. In fact, in some worlds, financial is not even number one. For instance, um, the academic world, intellectual, always takes precedence, and then usually financial. But financial is usually at the top. Um, But that is not the order that God wants us to value these things. So how are we supposed to value financial capital? And what are we supposed to do with it or do about it? Um, I've got three Gs for you today. Um, Hopefully I have enough time to cover them all. Um, We've got get, give, and grow. Let's start off with get. Um, And we'll dive into that first question I asked you. Does money bring you happiness? Now, like, if you're like me, you've probably been conditioned to the knee-jerk reaction of, no, of course it doesn't bring happiness. It's money, it's... Yeah. Um, but I actually got to explore this topic, topic a bit in a book. Um, I've just got it here. Um, it's called The Barefoot Disciple. Okay? And this is written by um, a young guy from, who was part of the Uniting Church in WA. Um, and it's a really fantastic book. I would thoroughly recommend it. Um, we've got copies at the Billabong if you'd like to borrow it. Um, and it takes a look at how we invest money for kingdom purposes in a similar sort of style to Scott Pape's Barefoot Investor, if you've read that, which is also another great book. Um, so to keep it short, after reading this book, I believe the answer to does money bring us happiness is absolutely yes, sometimes. Let me paint a picture. There's a single mother with three kids who unexpectedly finds herself and her family homeless, with no savings, no way to support themselves. What would enough money to find a place to stay and food to feed them do for them? How would it make her feel? Really and genuinely happy. But this happiness has a limit. What is a a lifesaver and a real blessing to some is nothing to others. What value is a $10 note to a billionaire? In fact, so much research shows us um, that when you reach a certain level of, of wealth and the more money you spend and earn, you start seeing diminishing happiness returns. The second G, give. What we do with our money matters. I find the best measure of our values can be seen actually through our bank statement. If you were to look through yours, what would you find? How much of your money goes towards building your intellectual capital? How much helps build relationships with you, your family and your friends? How much of your money is being invested in God's mission here on earth? How much is spent on treating yourself? Now please understand that I am talking to you today as a hypocrite, or as I like to say, a normal person. (laughs) I have much more money than some people here today. I have much less money than some people here today. I feel the same shame, regret, pride and greed when it comes to how I spend my money. And I'm really, really challenged by the idea of valuing it less highly. In our Bible verse today that Sam read for us, um, we read, it's quite simple, that blessings come when we give to those who need it. Now, we're Australians. We have riches that 99% of the world could never dream of. 
why is it that the luck of being born here or the opportunity to move here should define our status in the world? What we do with our financial capital can matter immensely to the world around us. For example, we talk a fair bit at the Billabong about initiatives such as Tear and Ping Pongathon and Compassion, and these are organisations that use the money that we give them to make a real difference. Do you know what the best bit about it is? I, I kind of there's a I had a light bulb moment when I was reading this book, reading the light bulb moment that the author of the book had. Um, depending on your tax bracket, by giving to these groups, you're forcing the government to contribute to them through your tax. I think that's pretty cool. We can use our money to help those around us, and in doing so, we're actually investing in our four other capitals. And that brings me to the third G of grow. Um, and this is what it all boils down to. Um, stewardship. We are stewards of this world and its material objects. Our financial capital belongs to God, and we're just put in charge of it. The point of growing our financial capital shouldn't be so that we have more of it, it should be so we have more to share. And this is an investment that helps us grow our other, more important capitals. Spiritual, relational, intellectual, physical. So how can you invest in yourself and others? How can you use your money better? For those of you without much money, don't feel down, don't feel ashamed. This is maybe not a question for you. Maybe you need to look at the question of how can you use your other capitals to grow your in financial it is less important, but it still matters. And like I said a few weeks ago, the key is balance. So I think that's about five minutes. We are going to have a chance to chat in tables and look at this sort of stuff. But before we do, Sam is going to come up and give us a bit of a recap on five weeks worth in five minutes. The passage we read today um, in Matthew is very challenging and us... Um, I reflect on this, it's very, very um, confronting for us to have such a passage, not anyone who tells me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. And we are called as a disciples of Jesus Christ, and we call Jesus our Lord. And here we are, in the reading today, Jesus himself giving this parable to us, that not anyone, not everyone, who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. I don't know what this means to you, and I don't know what you understand by this, but I have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. And I'm trying my best to lead my life according to the principles and according to the things that the Holy Spirit will lead me. And now Jesus himself is telling me that it's not everyone. This comes back to an image that I was reflecting on. I have this property I'm giving out for renting. And I'm not sure if someone will be willing to hire this property. <laughs> it looks very good for me. And another property, which I think may be a dream place for everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. You have 
another property on a very strong foundation. Can you go back to the next one, the other one, the previous one? But when you look at this image from the upper view or the top view of it, it's very difficult for you to see the foundation of this. And let's move back to the other one too. It's almost the same thing if you should look at the plan or the top view of this one comparing to the other one. I think possibly I may choose the other one from the top view of it. But when you have a side view of this thing, then you can make a choice because you can see the foundation very well. And this is the very thing that Jesus was talking about and this has been a very hard thing that we have been discussing the whole of this week. We have intellectual capital. We have relational capital. We have financial capital and a physical capital. But all these capitals without a spiritual foundation worth nothing. All these things without the spiritual foundation worth nothing. And within the, the, the weeks that we have been reflecting on, we've seen the spiritual capital that listening to God's word and putting them into practice. And this is the very reason why Jesus came and very reason why God created us. God created us in his image and through the disobedience of Adam and Eve, that love was disconnected. And Jesus came all the way investing in physical capital for us to have that connection with God himself again. And that is through his relational, the relational capital, which is the next one, God established a relationship with us. And now we call Jesus Christ our Lord. We call God our Father. We have relationship with God. And Jesus himself, the next capital, has to come down to invest in his time and energy to establish a relationship with you and I for us to be called children of God. And in all these things, the next capital, we saw Jesus sharing his intellectual capital with us. The hidden things of the kingdom of God he shared that with us. Not only that, the next capital. This is the last one God did for us. Whenever he see people in need, you see God coming into their aid. To the extent that sometimes he has to pray for people to get food to eat. Investing in financial capital, all for our sake. And God is saying that not anyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will go into the... Our kingdom of God. God will say, I don't know you. Why? Because all the knowledge, all the presence, all the things that we may be doing may be lacking a spiritual foundation. And this is the very reason why we want our time here to be spent reflecting on these capitals. And when I was reflecting on this, we have musicians or people who play music for us. You are here today. Your presence is very necessary. We have people at the back. 
We, we will have people in the kitchen serving. We have people all over our place in the play groups trying to do what God really wants them to do. But it will be very sad for us at the end for God to tell us that I don't know you. I don't know you. You spend your time here with me, but I don't know you. Why? Because the foundation is not built on spiritual capital. Therefore, what I would like us to be doing around our table today is that Cam is going to hand over some few questions. Um, they are not really a test question, <laughs> but they are meant for us to have a roundtable discussions about what we think about these questions and discuss them, and possibly there will be a paper round provided just in case you have any reflections, any recommendation, or any answer that you really want to share with the leadership team of the church, we will be very, very grateful for you to write such a things for us because it is for you that we are here and we are here as a family so that we all help the oikos of this church to grow. So, not anyone will say to me, Lord, Lord, will go into the, house, into the kingdom of God, but those who do the very will of God. Have a discussion through these questions. Um, ten minutes, Ken? About, yeah. Um, yes. And the questions are all on the screen about the spiritual capital. How would you order the capitals in your own life? What will you change to build up your spiritual capital? Relational. Investing in relational capital helps us to grow our capacity for loving others. In the way of Jesus, in what ways can we invest our relational capital in our community? And the physical, in what ways can we physically invest our physical capital in our church planting journey? An intellectual is best experienced when we use it in serving. How can we work together and collaboratively maximize our mission? And the financial, how do you use your financial to build up the other capitals? Please have a discussion in 10 minutes. We'll come back. I think our time is up. It's very interesting the way things are going. But we, unfortunately, we are working within the time too. Um, we'll have opportunity after the service to continue if you really want to have conversations around what we have discussed. And thank you very much. And I had a very interesting conversation with someone um, drawing our attention to the fact that it's not about um, trying to push people in a way to think that um, unless you do something before God blesses you, we are in the era of grace and which we all know about it. And this kind of thing is trying to know what can we do as a church to help each other with the little things that God has blessed us with to serve our God and to serve in a way that will be blessing to each other. So really wanting to throw light on that too. 
that it's a reflection for us to know where we are going and it's a reflection for us to know that whatever things that we are doing, God should be the foundation of whatever we are doing. Shall we pray? Spirit of the living God, we thank you once again for us, an opportunity, O God, to share and discuss these things. We pray that, Lord, as we move and as we worship, may your spirit give us a new reflection into things that you really wanting us to be doing in a way that will please and that, oh, O God, will win souls to you. This is the very reason why we have been called to have a relationship with you and to share this love with others. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.